and Devin's ASMR channel podcast, wherein every week we do some ASMR, uh, and that's it, and it has nothing to do with OCs in any way. Um, today, today's ASMR is going to be a light bout of screaming. That's, this has been Original Podcast. Do not steal. Thank you for coming, everyone. Um, uh, join us next week when Devin tries to get us to do an episode about professional wrestling. Um, but instead, um, we wait patiently for Devin to interrupt my long, extensive cold open. Unless he's just sitting here and seeing how long I can keep going for. I'm really put on the spot here. I have to keep going. I don't know what to do about this. I'm kind of stuck. I just have to keep talking, I guess. I don't really know what else to do. I mean, like, I've pretty much run out of things to talk about. But the recording says we've been going on for a minute now and it keeps going and I don't know Devin keeps not interrupting so I guess I just have to come up with something interesting to say about the Phantom which is the thing that we're doing this week and I know that we didn't like build that up at all and that this is a real surprise that we're doing this because we spent the last like four weeks every week being like what are we gonna do next week and we keep saying I don't know what we're gonna do next week because we keep not having planned it out in advance but this time we did um but this time we then this time we didn't but now we do know and so you're probably really excited to hear us talk about the thing that we're here to talk about but instead you're just listening to me fucking panically screaming about about who knows even what ah! okay yeah, uh, and that's it that's all i got i don't have anything else thank you for very i that was all i had <laughs> that, that kept, so, i am so sorry so i said the creeper not the phantom that's a fun fact for you oh i'm so sorry you're right that's a different thing yeah, that's, well that's gonna be really embarrassing when everyone's listening to that whole thing that i just did and looking at the title of the episode in front of their screens Oh boy, I love when they pretend like the audience doesn't read the title and it's a reveal. It's my favorite thing. So hello, Amber. What are What's the podcast? What do we do on it? Well, this uh, is not an ASMR channel, actually. I lied. I deceived you. I tricked you with my many wiles. Um, this is original podcast Do Not Record, or Do Not Steal, actually. A podcast in which every week, Devin and I take some kind of a uh, fictional property and we uh, uh, make an original character in that property um, after, like, 30 minutes of, of ranting and raving about that property. Um, and this week, we are talking about The Creeper, um, uh, which I assume uh, is some kind of horrible pervert. Uh, no. Well, Damn. there's the vertical one where, like... Sexual trauma is a big part of the Creeper's identity, but I don't think we're going to talk about the six-issue Maxi Beware the Creeper thing. Um, so the Creeper is a superhero owned by DC Comics and has the moniker of being uh, my favorite superhero. Oh, wow. Yeah, so since you said... Okay, cool. I didn't even know this somehow. Yeah, I, I don't... I don't, I don't talk about them all that often, despite being my favorite superhero, because uh, they're not popular, like, at all. There was a point where I owned, like, almost all of their appearances, short, like, six comics, and that's to say, like, a hundred comics? <laughs> um, so do you have any relationship to the Creeper at all whatsoever? I have literally never heard of this character before. Sick awesome. So the Creeper is a creation of Steve Ditko. And so where do I begin with this? So here's the thing about the Creeper. is The Creeper is my favorite okay. superhero. I think one day, because I was just like, 
I wish I had a superhero who was my favorite, who I knew a bunch of things about. And I watched an episode of New Adventures of Batman, and the Creeper showed up. And I was like, that's a, that's a cool guy. I like any guy whose gimmick is they're crazier than the Joker, because that episode ends with the Joker being like, Take me to Arkham! That man's a lunatic! And, uh... <laughs> and so, the Creeper has had that appearance, um... I'm doing a lot of ums that I'm noticing today. I don't think I'm that prepared. Two episodes in a row. Golly me. But anyways, the Creeper has had... Dude, I do nothing but ums in this podcast. That's the only thing that I do all the time. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. The Creeper has, like, three appearances in media that aren't comic books. It's that episode of New Adventures of Batman. The He's got a cold open to Batman Brave and the Bold, which is a reference to... Uh, Brave and the Bold, I want to say issue 87, where Batman and the Creeper fight up to, to, to fight Helgramite. In the cold open of that episode of Batman Brave and the Bold, they fight Helgramite. And I was like, this is for me specifically. A non-talking cameo appearance in Justice League Unlimited. And Jack Ryder shows up in the Arkham games, but I don't think the Creeper ever does. I think the Creeper is brought up once. And that's just covering their outside media to let the audience know that motherfucking Ragman, who I also love, was like a main character in season five of Arrow, and the Creeper has had less appearances than that. It fucking rules. They're my favorite. So the Creeper is a creation of Steve Ditko. You know Steve Ditko. Steve Ditko made a Spider-Man. He and sure did. He sure did. And the question and a bunch of other characters people are super familiar with. And it's so that libertarian guy. Yeah, Steve Ditko's an angry person. The he made guy. He made Mr. A, and Mr. A is the most fucking uh, if objectivism if Ayn Rand were to make a superhero, it would be Mr. A. And so uh, through the Steve Ditko run of the Creeper. Uh, the Creeper is the persona of one Jack Ryder, and Jack Ryder is this uh, hard-nosed, kind of no-nonsense reporter. He pushes your buttons, because he's going to get down to the truth of the matter. He's a, he's a, he's a hard-nosed newsboy who's going to find out what's going on. All these dames trying to get him to distract himself, but he's not going to listen, because there's the truth that people need to know, because A is A. The concept of we crushes all that is beneath it. Um... And so when the Creeper first shows up in the Steve Ditko, uh, Jack Ryder is a very angry person. And the Creeper is something like the costume. I haven't described the costume. Golly gee! <laughs> Doing a great job. So the Creeper is a... The line in Batman, the animated series, is, They call me Yellow-Skinned Wacky Man! Because the Creeper has yellow skin, a giant, fantastic red boa, uh, red boots and gloves, the end of which come with a, this uh, black fuzz, a green hair, and, you know, little, little superhero undies, and they're green oh, and I red stripe. Her. Yeah, there's a, there's, there's a version of the Creeper that's a woman. And so, in the Steve Ditko run, that costume happens because Jack Ryder finds a bunch of scraps. And then, from there on, it's just kind of like Steve Ditko being a little angry. 
And the interesting thing to note about the Creeper then is that the Creeper is nothing more than an act Jack Ryder is putting on. So, like, he's playing it really hard whenever he shows up as the Creeper. Like, his opening line is always like, what fools these mortals be? Because he's trying to freak his enemies out because he's got this, like, weird pervert costume and he does a bunch of, like, maniacal laughs. And that lasted for 12 issues and then got to show up and showcase for a while and his big villain was Prometheus, who was this... Oh, you got to deal with <laughs> Steve Ditko's views on religion, because uh, Prometheus was this atheist who believed himself to be God, and we were trying to do like a Green Goblin, who's the man behind the mask type thing. Um, and you meet like Mr. Whiskers is the creeper villain, and the Mad Men, and a few others... And that's not, and and then the creeper just exists in limbo for a while because no one knows what to do with this guy who's like an angry jerk journalist who pretends to be like a demon who laughs sometimes. It's it's kind of weird, and he exists in limbo. Like he shows up in Justice League International and various Bat books and other things, and then he gets the nineteen ninety seven run, which is good, and it's by I want to say Dan Jurgens. It's been a while, and I can't remember the name. But this one reappropriates everything that the Creeper's been. And uh, it's not that, like, Jack Ryder is a jerk so much as Jack Ryder is someone who makes people uncomfortable with the things he reveals uh, through his journalism. And so he's not someone that many people like. And the Creeper isn't an act he puts on. It is, like, a mental break that he had that then manifests through the superheroine so the Creeper is not a thing he particularly enjoys, because when he had the mental break, the Creeper became a separate persona. And uh, a lot of that book is Jack Ryder trying to... Like, the Creeper is a metaphor for struggling with your own personal demons and your baggage and your trauma. And to be a whole person, you need to accept that this is a part of you, because the whole book is them butting heads against each other. And then on the final issue, they, like... They come together and they create a hole and it ends, every Creeper story ends with the Creeper smashing on top of a car and going, I think I'm finally having a good time because me and Jack are working together. And then that book gets canceled, exists in limbo again, gets killed in, oh, what the fuck is it? Uh, it's like a cl Eclipso is the villain who kills him in some crossover no one remembers, comes back. And welcome to Creepsville, where we reboot it. And it is not that the Creeper is this mental break Jack Ryder had. It is he gets, like, shot up with the serum that gives him the superpowers. And for some reason, that manifests as a voice in his head that can some that can shapeshift with him. Um, sure. Uh, and Jack, I, I haven't brought this up, but his main superpower outside of just, like, you know, standard super strength, speed, agility, is, like, a laugh. That's why the ha-ha-ha-ha-ha is such a big thing because it like causes this sonic disruption. He has a he has a sonic blast power that only activates when he's doing his creepy laugh. Um, and this version of Jack Ryder isn't like a he's sold out. He's not like a journalist anymore. He's like a Stephen Colbert. He's got a talk show host on the radio where he's a dick and he makes people mad at him for money. And it's very yeah. clear that he's sold out and he's not about anything anymore. Right. And, the, and then Welcome to Creepsville ends, and everyone went, wow, we don't know what to do with him. Let's just have him show up. Yeah, and then what a I'm, weird place to have a character in your franchise. 
Yeah, and then he shows up in Rain and Hell, and you find out the Creeper's a demon. And I went, what do you mean he's a fucking demon? What the fuck do you they... mean he's a fucking demon? <laughs> he's a demon. And they never talk about it. And then he shows wait, up what in you... Alice. Wait, 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 wait. You have yeah. to talk. What do you mean he's a... What do you mean you find out he's a demon? You find out he's a demon. The, How? The, like... In what way do you find that out? Because Rain and Hell is about... Uh... Uh, Luce, Lucius, it's some, it's some weird Satan, uh, but Neron, who is the devil, but in a superpower outfit, like, he dies, and so there's a power vacuum in hell, and all of these forces are coming, and so Lilith calls all of her children back so that she can form an army, and one of them is Jack Ryder, and so you see the creeper get popped, and he's into hell, and you see him leading a bunch of demons who all sort of look like him, and they go, the Creeper's been a demon the whole time. And I go, no, he hasn't. He never has. Not a one. That's stupid. That is. And then Outsiders happened, and it's <laughs> it's not his book, so we don't super deal with the idea that the Creeper's a demon, but we talk about it more than ever. And it's Jack Ryder being like, I didn't ask for any of this. A demon just inhabited my body one day. And I went, literally when, Jack? I've been following you more than anyone else on the planet. And then New 52 happens, and the Creeper's like an Oni demon. And I went, man, fuck New 52. And that's right around when I stopped reading Current. And I don't know where the Creeper is, but guaranteed, it's going to ignore whatever came before, and it's going to be weird, because no one ever really has an idea of what to do with this guy. That's such like so, a weird... How you, like, you just said a bunch of stuff, and none of that makes me feel like he's your favorite character. I love him. I love him so much, but like the Creeper's the best example of, like, comics can let you do whatever to whoever... And it's a thing of every character is one writer away from having a classic run, having someone who fucking cares and is going to like, like that moment in Agent Venom where Betty Brant's brother shows up and it goes, read Spider-Man number six to know what we're talking about. Like someone out there is like, God, the, the creeper. And it's like this, this mix of, really acknowledging that like superheroes are theatrical and you're really putting it on mixed with this hard-nosed journalist guy who wants to who wants to find the truth and make people look at it even if it makes them hate him and struggling with identity and your trauma and accepting who you are and where you've come from and the negative things you've done in the past it's there's something here and I am infatuated with pointing and being like, hey, you know the Creeper, that yellow fucker with green hair whose superpower is he laughs? I love this motherfucker. And every time he shows up, it's nonsense. It's great. He's my favorite. And so, like, I don't really want to make a Creeper villain. I'm kind of curious what we'd do with it. Because what, what if we're the ones who come up with a take that, wouldn't stick and like even if there was a great take with the creeper i wouldn't want it to stick because half of the fun is like what's he gonna be next week because he went from an act to a mental illness to a demon to whatever the fuck happened in new 52 and so it's like he's so nebulous and you can there's like 
things here on the cutting room floor. Wonderful contradictions that exist within each other. Like, fucking Daredevil before Mark Miller was just another superhero. And then Mark Miller was like, hey, the fact that you're a Catholic lawyer vigilante, you're a wonderful massive contradictions. And I can do something with that. So like, I don't know, Amber. All those things I said. What do you want to do with this character? God What's our damn. take on the creeper? Wow. Um, shit. I don't know. Um, okay, so... Sorry, I'm kind of still hung up on 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 you saying New Fifty Two was 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 the worst one, and you hated it because you're wrong. But that's fine. Um, uh, so, like, <laughs> you you read Outsiders New Fifty Two where the Creeper showed up? I I mean I read I read the comic Fifty Two. Is that not the same thing? Oh no 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 no! Fifty two was a weekly was a weekly thing building up to identity to building up to infinite crisis. New fifty two was the new continuity that take that took place after Blackest Night. I think it was another reboot rebrand. Okay, uh, got it. The yeah, the comic series fifty two was great. That shit ruled. New okay, 52 great, good, glad, great, sucked. Happy yeah, to hear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, main features of the creeper. Um, uh, one, he's the Joker, baby. Uh, two, uh, shape-shifting. Uh, three, evil. Sometimes, maybe, like, a demon. (laughs) Sometimes a demon. Who knows? Whatever. Yeah, okay. So, um, shape-shifting in terms of he can go from Jack Ryder, who is usually just man in suit, to the creeper who was the yellow-skinned wacky man. Uh, the Joker, baby. Kind of, sort of, yeah. There's a time where in... Oh, God, I own issue four of the Joker because the creeper's in it. But the Joker <laughs> kidnaps... The Joker kidnaps the legally distinct from Peanuts, but the author of the Peanuts comics, um, and just makes him make him a bunch of Peanuts comics where he's addicted to Charlie Brown because the Joker hates Charlie Brown, I guess. That was a thing that exists. Um, But, like, the Creeper as a superhero is he operates out of Gotham, and so his gimmick, kind of, is he's crazier than the villains he's fighting. Um, Another big one is the laugh... Uh, and just very, very loud, theatrical, superheroing, um, and then the 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 journalism. The creeper, Jack Ryder, is kind of always a reporter, and sometimes it's a very serious reporter, and sometimes it's just, I got a fucking podcast. I'm a dick. Okay. There's a ver- there's a version of the creeper that's Alex Jones somewhere out there. Someone's gonna do it, and I'm gonna be like, this isn't my favorite take. <laughs> I am forever partial to the 1997 run of the Creeper, where you make the Creeper sort of this metaphor for dealing with a with a mental disorder, with your own baggage. That's the version I like. I like it when the Creeper and Jack Ryder don't always get along. Um, so what? So why don't you like the the Infowars version? Um. What is Just it about that that doesn't work? Uh, I mean, it's more so like whenever people do like, I'm doing an Alex Jones. It's, 
I don't think you focus on, like, well... When people do that, right? When Stephen Colbert does it. When uh, they do it with J. Jonah Jameson. The most scathing thing they're going to do is be like, oh, well, he's a... um, He's a snake oil salesman. He says kooky things. Alex Jones is a stoistic terrorist and goes on long esoteric rants about how his listeners should enact violence. And the other half of his job is like whenever right-wing extremists do a bad thing, do the terrorism he wants them to do, he placates that and says it's a false flag. So he simultaneously creates the environment where the logical conclusion you should be taking if you take what he says seriously is to enact violence and then will denounce that violence once it happens. And the most you get from most people is just, oh, he'll say something stupid and he'll try to sell you pills that don't work. So my problem wouldn't necessarily be turning... Well, I wouldn't like it because he's my favorite, and I don't want my favorite to be fucking Alex Jones, but I also don't think that anyone writing that would really examine what Alex Jones is because we never really do that. Like, we did in Godzilla vs. Kong, right? And it was just, oh, I'm a kooky conspiracy theorist who will then be proven right by the end of the movie because Godzilla showed up or whatever, as opposed to, here's my uh, long rant about how all of the Democrats are uh, demon-invested pedophiles, and uh, you become the instrument of God's wrath, and you'll know when the time is right. And basically everything I've said before this moment is telling you that the time is right and you should do violence. Okay. Yeah, I agree it's more interesting if they're not getting along. And because when you do that, right, because most of the time it's just like, ah, being a a superhero sucks because it's the Peter Parker thing where the responsibility gets right. in the way of your interpersonal relationships. But this can be... Uh, <laughs> if you ever have friends <laughs> who have mental shit, the voice in your head does not like you. It is mean to you sometimes. And it's that thing of like, well, if I said the things I say to myself that I say to my friends, none of my friends would be friends with me. And doing that with a superhero, you get to do it, and it gets to be painful and relatable but then you get to have fun with it because then they get to go punch bad people and make stupid jokes it gets to be a little bit of a, a little bit of realism in my escapism so i so you're so you're saying that like the you're saying that like the creeper is like intrusive thoughts in this way and that like the the i guess like solution quote unquote to to the creeper is about like is about managing expectations on that? Yeah, I think, like, you don't cure it. These are problems you will deal with forever, but it is learning to manage those things and those thoughts. And, like, my therapist is like, when you get those thoughts, you can examine where they come from and sort of redelect them to more realistic expectations and goals and boundaries with yourself. And I don't know, I just think doing that with superhero fiction is kind of kind of different. Where the hero gets to break even on a personal level. Because this shit sucks. I think having a superhero's arch nemesis in some ways be themselves. It's, it's like the obvious thing, because you kind of fuck your life being a superhero. But what if we just made the subtext text? 
<laughs> like the internal battle is literally with my alter ego. Yes, this is a, this is a long pause. That's a yes, and I am and I am. So you're fighting your alter ego. Would you like for me to talk about how back when I thought about my run on the creeper, how I'd play the villains to see if that gets your brain juices going anywhere? Go for it. Okay, so. Uh, Creeper doesn't have a lot of villains because he doesn't usually get his own series that lasts for more than 12 issues. But there's Prometheus, who is the big bad, and who gets... You do meet him again in the 1997 run, and the thing you find out is that Dr. Yats, who's the one who gave Creeper the Jack Ryder the formula that gave him the superpowers, is Prometheus. And so my idea was like, well, you make him the big nemesis because that's the thing Steve Ditko wanted, and that's like a fun... Continuity can be fun in that way. Um... And so you do that, and you don't have it be like he's an agnostic who believes he's God when that's not what that is. But you do make it like, I created new life in the Creeper. It's the opening to Frankenstein. By God, now I know what it is to be a God. But Prometheus would be a cruel God in this situation because he has, uh, he, he wants to exhibit ownership over this creation and not letting him be his own autonomous thing and so he'd be like the the big bad who's been you know the machinations behind all the things that's been happening and i'd bring back gavin who's not the big bad and welcome to creepsville but like a minor recurring antagonist who comes from the same formula that they used on the creeper um but it turns him into more of like a, a monster who has to eat flesh and it and you, Jesus the Christ. thing is, he's just a ki- he's just a kid named Gavin who had a bunch of burns, who the formula affected in the wrong way. And I'd bring him in as like a sort of not a full villain, but like a tortured kid who the creepers trying to help. Um, I think Gavin could be like a fun recurring supporting character who the creeper is trying to help someone manage their own inner demons while struggling to manage his own. And that'd be like a fun mentor-mentee relationship that I think I think I would end positively on my run, but then someone else would show up and have it end negative. And then there's a Mr. Whiskers, whose thing is he can touch you and make you old. And I'm like, that's a terrifying power set, and he's kind of a joke when he shows up, and all I'd do with that is you have this fucking creepy... Because it's like... Yeah, the purple man Mr. Whiskers... Yeah, he's, he's just a creepy motherfucker who's like this kid in boy shorts and you have him like kidnapping a family and he's like isn't that right dad and like forcing them to have this family you just make him creepy and you have a great villain there uh and then there were like a few others that i don't remember because it's been a while but i remember the thing i did with like jack Ryder always has this girlfriend whose name escapes me at the moment but it would be like being the creeper ruins this relationship (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because he has a voice in his head who fucking hates him. And sometimes it's hard to date when you got the mental bugs in your head. Oh yeah, this fucking Axeman! Who's just a fucking Gotham the Gotham nut who has an axe. <laughs> well, it's descriptive. I'll give him that. Love you, Axeman. There's also like a motherfucker called... Not, it's not the top from Flash, but he has like weird robot top things oh yeah fucking oh the first the first person the creeper fights it's this dude who's got a a mask that's half half devil half angel and i was like yeah you make you make that guy about his own 
weird sense of duality and how that reflects the duality within Jack Ryder and the Creeper, and you make him kind of a fun villain. A lot of what I'd do if you gave me the Creeper would be that kind of fun continuity stuff of bringing back these villains and just taking them a little more seriously or kind of making them make more sense within this run I have, knowing at some point someone's going to come in and wreck the house because that's what always happens with this character who I love for some reason. Yeah, I almost... uh... I'm thinking about Bojack a lot here, uh, weirdly, because, like, just the sense of, like, you are your own villain, right? You have, like, intrusive thoughts and behaviors that you can't necessarily control that are, like, ruining your life and hurting the people around you, and you want to be trying your best, and you're kind of not, right? And that's, like, that's that's a feeling that I'm getting hearing you talk about this. So, I... Yeah, I... I dig that. I wonder... A Bojack... No, go. Yeah, just, I was gonna say, just uh, beware the Bojack, because every uh, creeper ongoing is called Beware the Creeper. I... That's his thing. That's the other thing he yells. He yells, Beware the Creeper. Yeah, I I mean, it it definitely feels like, um, uh, it feels like we want to make him a character where you don't feel good about him doing superheroism, right? Like, there's, there's that, like, there's that there's that tension with the Hulk uh, that people talk about, right? Where um, uh, you like you the the problem with the Hulk is that like Bruce Banner doesn't want to transform into the Hulk, but you, the audience, are here to watch Bruce Banner transform into the Hulk, and you do want that to happen. And so I wonder if there's a way that we can make like the 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 donning of 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 the creeper outfit and the doing of creeper superheroics like feel bad like you feel like a bad thing is happening genuinely um uh and 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 you you make the happy ending like not not getting rid of the creeper right because you don't get rid of the creeper you're right like the the solution is never like stop having the intrusive thoughts the solution is like forming a relationship with the creeper right um uh uh so yeah, the ev- everyone has the right ending where it's Creeper crashes on top of the car and ja- the Jack Ryder thought bubble says, I think I'm finally starting to have a good time. It's, it's how you do it. They they work out a relationship where the two can coexist and the Creeper isn't ruining Jack's life and Jack is letting the Creeper have some fun. Except for the original Steve Dico one where we weren't dealing with that at all uh, and it just ends with the Creeper like, swinging off into a rooftop right so i'm thinking of ways to make doing powers feel bad but be a thing that you know needs to happen um so i uh this is just an idea and a thing i neglected to bring up is the creeper has an insane healing factor he got torn to shreds in the eclipso crossover and then he just came back so maybe it's when the superhero outing happens like, he just gets fucked up. Like, stabbed, shot. Like, he's got a fucking bottle sticking out of his side. But he can rip it out and heal. Because the creeper's gonna be fine. But it's like, it's it's kind of gross. And real gritty when he's out doing the superhero shit. Absolutely. I worry that that almost does a little bit of the, the, the American History X thing. Where it makes it look cool, right? Um... There is that, yeah. So, 
I'm not saying we don't make it gritty and gross. We do. We absolutely want it to. It doesn't look fun. But I wonder if we could also make it feel like... Like, emasculating. And, like... If we can, like, provoke, like, anxiety and, like, like fear of not... Like, real shit. Like, fear of disappointing the people in your life or whatever, right? Um, uh... Instead of, like, just, like, physical hits, like... Um, yeah, how do you do, like, anxieties about it? Okay, what if... It, okay, it's, so, it's intrusive thoughts, right? Right. So what if uh, Jack, in his day-to-day life, is, like, seeing that boa, or, like, the stripes of the creeper underpants uh, in places when he's just trying to be a guy and it gives him a little bit of a panic or like whenever people are laughing, right? Doing the ha 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 ha. Like it hits Jack ears funny and the, the audio has a funky distortion and it kind of makes you uncomfortable listening to it as you're experiencing the thing. I don't know why I'm not picturing this as a movie when it's a comic, but whatever you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I think a thing you do is like Spider-Man doesn't get a date because he had to go be a superhero. I think Jack Ryder gets a date, but he fucks it up because the creeper's being a dick the whole time. Absolutely. And he can't focus. That also feels like it like it starts to approach the Bojack problem of like of like like it's got a little bit of nice guyism, right? Like 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 he's being an asshole. He like has intrusive thoughts and they cause him to act like an asshole and then his date leaves and then the book is expecting us to feel bad for him about it. And that's, I don't know, it's ground that we have to tread pretty carefully, right? Um, well, the the thing about a Jack Ryder is, like, part of his identity is that people don't like him. So you don't have to super worry about framing him as more of a dick within your book. Because the Welcome to Creepsville, like, he's a, a, a crank yank radio host right in the original steve didco he's a, he's a jerk journalist who doesn't care who's gonna piss off so like you can uh contextualize that through like the audience can maybe not like jack at moments because part of his job is making people not like him so let me sell you on this pitch what if start of the book um to, r- remind me that remind me those supporting characters you were going to bring in again. Uh, Gavin is one I'd make a supporting character. Gavin, I'd right. Of course, bring back his girlfriend, who's always there, and their relationship was played different sometimes. Whose name I can never remember. Uh, in the original Steve Ditko run, it's just kind of a generic superhero girlfriend thing. In the Welcome to Creepsville thing, it's they're both jerks. And you can tell that they'd get along together if they could get over each other, but you also get the feeling that they'd kind of be bad for each other because they're both kind of shitty. Sure. Um, That's pretty good. So... Yeah, and then the, then they're just, like, uh, people at the office that he works at whose names escape me at the moment because it's been years since I read the Steve Ditko stuff, which is kind of the only time he has a supporting cast. So, what if... That's fine. That's all I need. What if you start out the book... Um, uh, and and he's like, like we're focused on him trying to like manage his way to deal with the creeper. Um, uh, he's like, 
trying to work to make that relationship happen. Um, we, we, the creeper is fucking with his day to day life. Um, uh, him going out as the creeper feels gritty and bad. Um, we've got some kind of like a, a super, a Gotham super villain he's trying to stop. Um, and then at some point during the book, probably around the midpoint, um, or like maybe the, the, the end of the second act, um, there's like a gradual perspective shift. Um, and at some point, um, uh, you come to understand that like, like, like the creeper, the, the perspective shifts to like Gavin and the creeper becomes like the villain for the last like third or so of this of the book um uh because uh he's like trying to get this thing under control and in the meantime um it's causing a bunch of damage and shit and spiraling outwards to the other people in his life and is getting his baggage all over them and putting them in danger um uh and so what if like the 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 creeper is 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 like directly endangering gavin and um and absolutely he needs jack's help to like keep the creeper under control but like at the end of the day like 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 we cast our sympathies with um like the supporting cast who are around the creeper and then that gives us a little bit more space for like a redemption arc if we like center the other characters right it's easier to pull a zuko if the, it's easier to pull a vader if the movie isn't about zuko and vader does that make sense yeah i like that and i also like because then you then there'd be a recontextualization of the title beware the creeper which is just the thing he says but now it's like beware the creeper because he's gonna ruin shit for the characters in the book you like yeah yeah, yeah, I like that. You start an issue, and instead of my name is Jack Ryder, it's my name's Gavin Last Name. And at the time, you don't like give away the game. Like, like Jack is absolutely the, the, the like point of view character for most of it. Um, and and we don't like notice that. We don't notice that Gavin is being set up to to inherit that point of view until like it's already happening. What uh? What else do we cover? What villain is he fighting in this story? Um, what are the good creeper villains? Probably. Oh god, <laughs> it's just it's just the ones I've already brought yeah. up. So like, <laughs> I mean, you could just you could take a Gotham villain and be like, well, which, which like which DC villain kind of mirrors this? Your internal uh hector hammond i think you, you could do something about paralleling this experience of the voice in your head is ruining your own life and hurting those around you with hector hammond um i'm i'm a sucker for the brain i i just love the brain i'm happy when the brain shows up <laughs> uh um Sure, I don't have a Creeper. problem with doing the brain. Um, uh, Creeper stories do love it when the Joker shows up. 
a big a big thing in Creeper 1997 is the Creeper fucking hates clowns uh, to the point where he's just fighting clowns for an issue. Because <laughs> a clown hates its own reflection. The Joker's actually the... a pretty good call because uh, because he's like an archetypal villain, and it, when like when the Joker shows up, um, you go, oh, the Joker, our villain, because he is the Joker. Um, uh, and that's, like, the thing that we're focusing on. Um, and then, like, the, the creeper being crazier than the Joker, like, like, there's payoff to that idea in this, in this version, right? Yeah, and, oh, man, then, then it really is the ultimate creeper story, because we're even remembering the animated series thing, where the creeper was just really horny for Harley Quinn. And she can't be he into him. so horny. She can't, because he's not the Joker. He's not the Joker. And the Joker was having a terrible time that whole episode at Rules. And also, we have, like, a full page where the Creeper does a monologue about how much he fucking hates Peanuts. God, that issue was so fucking weird. <laughs> it was such a weird issue, because the, jo- the Creeper gets amnesia, and the Joker does the, like, what, what partner's in crime? And he's like, are we? And he's like, look at you! Green <laughs> hair! We match! How could you not be? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Is that... Um, uh, so he goes off to fight the Joker, and um, then in the course of that, like, we don't need to figure out the entire thing, but I would love to figure out a little bit more specific of a way in which the Creeper um, uh, puts... Uh, Ernest or whatever is I keep fucking forgetting his name uh, at risk Gavin, Gavin thank you that's what I'm that, here for bless you I love you um, in a way that the Joker doesn't cause cause the thing that the, here's an idea oh, no you go no, I was gonna. You, you can go. The thing that the, the thing that the creeper has over the Joker on Gavin is that the creeper like knows Gavin, right? They have like a personal relationship, and so um, it could be a situation where uh, he is like putting Gavin up as bait, or he's like getting his family involved, or like like bringing Gavin into it in a way where like the Joker is like perfectly happy to ignore Gavin. The Joker doesn't know that Gavin exists. The creeper is the one putting Gavin in harm's way. Yeah, I like that. That's it's better than the thing I was going to say. Say your thing anyway. We can mix them. We can put them together. Yeah, no, I was going to do the, like, the, the Joker's thing is the laughing gas and the Creeper's thing is the laugh. So, like, you have it be that, like, Joker misses Gavin with the laughing gas, but the Creeper, like, hits Gavin with his sonic laugh thing to really, like, push it over the edge Creeper bad here. Who hurt Gavin? Not Joker. Yeah, no, we those are those are those are totally uh uh those are totally compatible, I think. Um uh and and you're right about the laughing gas and the laugh. That's a good that's a good connection. They've probably done that in books before, I imagine. Um uh Yeah, and 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 we can like that's compatible with the Joker wouldn't have known about Gavin and Gavin wouldn't fucking be here if it weren't for the creeper getting him involved. Um, and also probably the speech bubbles are different when 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 Jack is the creeper versus when he's Jack, right? And like over the course of the book, the creeper speech bubbles start like taking over maybe. In when he's in like yeah, a, when he's in like uh... a tough spot, whenever he's like. 
whenever he has a little less control. Yeah, I would uh, I would like that if the Creeper speech bubble showed up when Jack Ryder's the one you see. Because he's, he's fucking... So it's a mean thing. It means thing. things. It's a mean thing to his girlfriend. That's right. And you feel bad. That's a jerk. Stop being a jerk, Jack. Jack Ryder's hot seat was the name of the radio program. That's a thing I remember. All right. Um, yeah. What else? Is that it? Is that... What else do you think we need? You're the expert. Yeah, I think uh, for how our podcast works, that's a, that's a good place to end it. That feels pretty good. Um, unless we really want to get into like how Jack Ryder gets to break even with the creeper. I do want to come up with an ending. How do we end that? I think what you do is like the creeper exists as intrusive thoughts and Jack is like denying that there is an aspect of him who enjoys hurting people in a way, even though that's like a big part of his job. And he wants to pretend that that's not real. And that's the creeper's problem with Jack more than anything is like, you're lying. And the thing you do denies me and I'm part of you. And that sucks. Stop doing that. And so you just have them talk for a while about why Jack is like kind of a troll and trolling is funny and the creeper laughs and you just have them talk about where the creeper comes from and the ways in which Jack feels small and sometimes making people mad at you can make you feel big and they get to understand each other and point that dickish attitude towards uncovering uncomfortable truths and beating up bad people because it's a superhero thing and you get to beat up bad right. people and it's right fun. because that's what being a superhero is about is about beating up bad people um yeah i love that i love i love punching people i don't like punisher's great <laughs> i know you have complicated feelings about punisher um uh so i uh, i all that's good um uh follow-up addendum though is that um, we, we totally have that scene and we totally have that, like, making peace. Um, I think the real true emotional climax needs to come from, uh, Jack having an honest conversation with Gavin, where Gavin is like, hey, no, dude, um, uh, you hurt me, and, and, and the creeper is, like, a part of that, and you put me in, like, real danger, and, like, if we are gonna, if I'm gonna keep being in your life, if you're gonna keep being in my life, um, we have like a then then there's certain things that are like gonna need to be different and like like we have Gavin like lay down some specific boundaries about being like, hey, if you ever put me in danger in that way again, then I am gone. And probably we make that the resolution of some sort of arc, right? Where at the beginning of the story, Gavin would never say such a thing. Um, and then it is thus the resolution of an arc that Gavin now feels comfortable um, uh, placing some boundaries. Yeah. That. Is that the creeper? I that's think a creeper? that's our take on a creeper. And then someone else will show up in five months... And you'll find out that the creeper was the an creep, alien. Well, and he probed naturally. Jack. I didn't even think that was worth mentioning because I figured the audience would already know that the creeper was an alien. So, you know. 
Yeah, the creeper is a program that was downloaded into a robot, and the Jack Ryder thing was a lie. You've been a robot boy this whole time, Peter. Peter, your parents are the robots. The creeper was a hologram um, projected by uh, Wanda Maximoff in a state of grief when she took control of um, reality and distorted it to her will, and he was a he was a, a byproduct of that. Yeah, fucking uh, Batmite got to show up, and you found out that was just a thing that happened because Bruce Wayne locked himself in isolation for like six months and went a little crazy. The Creeper's actually from uh, a parallel universe. He's from um, uh, Earth 420. God damn it. Um, okay, well, that was the podcast. You see, the, the, cre- <laughs> the Creeper is actually a woman in France <laughs> who exists in the... Um, in the in the surrealist art era and the creeper is a manifestation of her sexual trauma and that's a thing actually that's vertigo beware the creeper six issues i own them they're naturally why wouldn't you haven't read them in a while and i don't know if they hold up and i'm really scared to revisit them because sexual trauma is a heavy topic and remember the opening of this podcast where i talked about the creeper (laughs) 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 all right um cool that's it then that's how we would do the creeper thank you for listening i i wanted john carpenter psychological creeper thriller movie so fuck oh my god you're so right superhero movie of my oh my god thank you for joining us uh this has been original podcast do not steal my name has been and continues to be amber autumn she her my name is Prince Devin. And our theme music is done by Kyle Alicia, who you can find at therealragnarok.bandcamp.com. Um, join us next week when Devin tries to get us to talk about professional wrestling, but instead we talk about uh, Toon Zelda. Toon Zelda specific? So, like, Wind Waker? Yeah, like Wind Waker, Phantom Tracks, or Phantom Hourglass Spirit Tracks. Alright, I get to talk about my uh, my Zelda. Yeah. We get to talk Zelda for a while. Alright, sick. Hey Devin, do you have any particular things that you want to do vis-a-vis our friendship and the monetization thereof? Um, I I want to tell you you're a dear oh, friend. And I'm happy you're still oh, in I'm my Oh, I'm so life. glad. Me too. It really, like, we've known each other for like god, what, like over a decade now for sure, huh? Yeah, it's been a hot yeah. minute. It would be cool if the world could reward our sustained friendship <laughs> with monetary compensation. Well done. This broadcast has been brought to you oh by my pillow. Oh god. Bless you. Alright. Um, cool. And good night, and good day, and good bye. Goodbye. Remember, your favorite hero is one writer away from having a seminal run in comics. Bye.